it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. It seems like, and I, and I hate to do this, because you know I don't like conspiracy theory. I don't like conspiracy theory. I, I don't like it. I know it is, it is very attractive. It is very alluring. And sometimes it can even be a little bit of fun. Right? It can be a little bit of fun. And I've said on this program over and over, now, those of you beyond the ankle biters who hang on every word I say for three hours and still don't understand what I'm saying, there are some of you that have sort of mentally perhaps logged some of the things that I admitted that I would be way the hell out there on, like the Haig-Simons tax the net worth tax, the appreciation tax. You know that I was talking about this a year ago. And there were people that said I was crazy. There's no way they could do this. And I said, I said well, they're going to try. And now here we are. But Andrew, it's only for people who have $100 million or more. Do you, if there is no guardrail, and there isn't, what makes you think as soon as this they get through that initial phase, they're going to stay, oh, it's only going to be people with $100 million. If you, if you need to, to understand my thinking here, it's, it's like this push for green energy. Go out and buy a battery-powered car. It's good for the environment. You're a better person if you do it. Well, there's two things. The people that are telling you to buy a battery-powered car aren't telling you where the batteries are coming from. The other side of that is they aren't telling you what their plans are when the gas tax revenue plummets, should we all do this? They're not going to let you save money. Are you out of your mind? I, I, I've said this on the program. And I'll, I'll, I'll say it again. I think we were all given a gift. I believe we were all given a gift. Some, some gifts are revealed. Some gifts are not. Some take time. This is one of the reasons why I'm not only for free speech and the free market, but for school choice. I think forcing a child, no, I'm not going to say I think forcing a child, let me just be authoritative and say, forcing a child through an education system that cannot serve that child is not, that child is probably, it's going to be a time down the road before they realize their gifts if they've been stifled by an education system. That does not respect them. Andrew, you make it sound like you're making a case for gay and trans. No, nah, has nothing to do with air fingers, quote, education. But it is where I'm going to start, actually. We are having two completely different conversations. There are the people that read the bill that understand what we're talking about here. And the people who have it, who continue to call it, don't say gay. There's no don't say gay law in Florida. There's no pending don't say gay law in Georgia. There's no pending don't say gay law in Ohio. And I see Representative Lee Zeldin, who's hard charging toward being the next governor of New York, is out there saying this is about parents' rights and what is appropriate. When did, when did, this is not about academic freedom. Kindergartners are not your peers. They are not your contemporaries. They're, they're not. 
And to say that there should be no limit on what a teacher says in a classroom is nonsense. You are an employee of the government school system. We, the people, are taxed for the service of the government. Now, federally speaking, I can't find a single line of text in the Constitution that mentions any federal intervention in education, save for equal protection under the law. Now, segregation is an awful thing. Schools should not be segregated. But saying that teachers have no limits simply because they have something about them they want to share is nonsense. If it's not nonsense, tell me where the line is. Should people who are polyamorous explain threesomes? Should people who are swingers explain, well, what swingers do? How much of the teacher's life and desire to share with five, six, seven-year-olds should be brought into the classroom? And you got to be honest with yourself. It's a pretty low bar that we're talking about here. You have to wait till fourth grade. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Fourth grade? How does anybody wait so long to talk about their sex life? Well, this is not about the sex life. Well, there's a difference between a student who has two moms and the teacher instructing the class on what those two moms do. It is not wrong or inappropriate or mean-spirited or even discriminatory for a teacher to know that there is a line of appropriateness And even if students have questions, say, that's not for classroom discussion. That's not for classroom discussion. There has to be a line. And if society doesn't set it, who does? The teachers are the numeric minority here. Don't talk to me about democracy. When the teachers are the numeric minority, or at least the teachers who want to expose five, six, and seven-year-olds to this are the numeric minority. The parents are the majority. And if the school boards don't like that and they get voted out, well, oh my God, too bad. Wintick 695 Patriot 9572874. And then that brings us to Disney. Is it me or does it feel like the parent company of MSNBC is throwing down rakes for the CEO of Disney to step on? Because the parent company of MSNBC has not spoken one word of this through Universal Studios Orlando. Now, some will say, well, Disney's the gold standard. But we're never asking ourselves, what would Walt Disney think? Well, who cares? He's dead. But they keep talking about the company's values. If the company's values no longer reflect the founder of the company, well, maybe they should change the name. If the company no longer reflects the values of Walt Disney, I mean, you could say the same about Ford Motor Company, probably. 
But there's a difference between Ford or the Ford Foundation, which I believe is disassociated from Ford Motor Company, making controversial donations. And a company who's had its creative executives and animators and producers openly admit they are trying to bury, they are trying to subvert, they are trying to add into what is supposed to be neutral, friendly, G-rated content, themes and situations that most parents upon review would not let their children view. And what's even more sickening about this, there's a difference between a woke corporation that deals with adults. How many of you, it's kind of like the candy, the candy that's there on display at the grocery store register. The grocery store chains know that by putting candy there, they are creating a battle between parents and children, especially if your kids sit in the cart where it's right at their eye and right at their hand level. Now, a lot of you would say, I just tell my kids no. And for me, the most part, I do too. But it's there to create that battle. If not, then why? There is a candy aisle. There is a candy aisle. Why did they put single-serve candy right there where a child would be with a parent at checkout? Because they want the child to grab it. Once they grab a hold of it, there's, there's a theory in marketing. First, you got to get eyes on. Then you got to get hands on. Then you make the sale. That's why some products are actually, some products actually pay to be put at eye level in the grocery store. Some of the General Mills, Post, tend to occupy more of an eye level space than even the store's generic brands in some cases. First, you got to get eyes. Then you've got to get someone to take the product off the shelf. There, you're, you're, you're halfway home. So Disney's doing, Disney is doing something even worse on that level because they know that children don't know this battle is raging. The Disney brand was built on near to 100 years of family-friendly, innocent entertainment. That is no longer, in many cases, by their own admission. So they're advertising themselves to children. Disney Junior on television, trailers for movies, et cetera, et cetera, Disney Plus. And now there's a battle between parents and children about buying Disney products, displaying Disney products, consuming Disney products, going to the Disney parks. And instead of saying, you know what, maybe we could just leave it. At five, six, and seven-year-olds, nope, Bob Chapik has not only gone all in to fight this Florida law, he's now going to fight in Texas over gender reassignment surgery for small children. I want to know how the board of directors thinks about this. Because a lot of times when you look at companies doing controversial things, the only thing that matters is the bottom line. A lot of investors, they don't ask how the watch ticks. They just want to know what time it is. Are there dividends? Is the stock up? Okay, I don't care. 
But this is going to have an effect. Now, I want you to listen. Abigail Disney, who used to criticize the company for being, you know, not paying. What I don't know. She's openly admitted that she's criticized the company, but yet controls nothing about it. Went on CNN to excoriate Ron DeSantis and Republicans. And when you listen, it's almost as if this socialite heiress didn't take the time to read seven short pages of a bill that simply says schools cannot provide mental health counseling without parental consent and informing the parents there's no such thing as confidentiality. There's no such thing as confidentiality in the government-run schools. These are not the family courts. This is not law enforcement. These are government school teachers and administrators. This whole garbage notion that if you call yourself an LGBTQAI plus XYZ advocate, that you somehow leapfrog over, leapfrog over all of that and you get to now possess somebody else's child as your own. No. The other functioning part of the bill is that schools that collect tax dollars will not introduce topics in the classroom on sexual orientation and gender identity until fourth grade. And if parents come to find out that the school has been providing mental health counseling and keeping it a secret or having these classroom instructions, they can sue the schools. You know, if... If your kid's school took them to a museum without getting a parental consent form, there'd be hell to pay. This is way more than that. Play cut 11. Well, what I'm seeing happen is pretty coordinated strategic plan unfolding. Uh And uh, Disney seems like the biggest target because it's so woven into families. Mm. And so if you can create this idea that somebody's Mm. in there trying to indoctrinate your child... My goodness, the, the paranoid imagination can run, run, run circles with yeah. that. Yeah, and so I, un- I understand why it's been selected in the strategic, whatever strategic meeting they had, um, for what they would turn to next. Um, but this is absurd. It, the, the, the thing that Disney stands for more than anything in, in every film, and especially in the animation, where there's a gay character or not, is love and acceptance. Mm-hmm and family and joy. And so they're trying to inject something into what Disney does that has nothing to do with Mm. what Disney does, whether or not there are characters. So this is about what what Disney does. Does Disney just get involved in all pieces of legislation? Again, the Walt Disney Company enjoys something that no other company in Florida enjoys enjoys the right to self-governance. They don't have to seek permits for construction or safety or anything else because of the Reedy Creek Improvement District. They don't have to seek. Now, granted that Walt Disney and the shell companies he formed to purchase all the land would technically own the tax jurisdiction of the local town that they bought up, but that would not free them from responsibility to the county or the state. The only thing that the Walt Disney Company is not allowed to provide within the Reedy Creek Improvement District Zone is law enforcement. Everything else is fair game. Now, if they want to play, if they want to play government, they should have to deal with government. 
What does this have to do with what Walt Disney, the Walt Disney Corporation does? What does Space Mountain have to do with a piece of legislation? Nothing. Nothing. There have been plenty of protests and walkouts over cast member pay and working conditions. Maybe Democrats should have revoked it when they had the chance. Play cut 12. What is their theory of change exactly? Because if you were to erase every reference to gayness and gay people from the planet, which is sort of what the Where is that in gay the bill, bill in the feels law. like, will children not become gay? Do they need to be mm. recruited and groomed or are people just gay? Mm. Um, and, I, and I think that that's a hard mm. question they need to ask themselves mm. because if, if you go back through history, there have been gay people, whether or not the word was ever spoken. Mm-hmm. So this mm-hmm. is kind of a, it's, it's an ineffective way of going about what they want. It's an attempt to push history backwards. Mm. And it, it denies the fact that everyone, conservative or not, has a gay friend or a transgender family member. We're all in it together now. And I think it's all. About no, we fun. don't all have a man in our family who thinks he's a woman. But listen to Stelter. Hmm. You have a socialite heiress speaking on ignorance to a so-called journalist. It's like neither one of them read the seven-page bill. Seven page. The text of the bill does not make, has nothing to do with what she's saying. If you read it, if you didn't read it and you're still walking around saying it's don't say gay, don't say gay, don't say gay. Again, I've pointed this out. There was a time in America where lots of government-run schools had in-class firearm safety because the schools offered riflery programs. Now, in many school districts, that's passe. I think that's part of the problem. We didn't have school shootings back then, did we? There was no such thing as a school shooting when the kids were introduced to firearms at a very young age. Even in the cities, the school basements were used as indoor target ranges. That's gone now in many school districts. If a, if there was a bill to reintroduce this, do you think Democrats would go, well, there's nothing inappropriate. This is about academic freedom. They're just trying to make our kids safe. There would be people flipping out. We keep talking about democracy, yet we're not looking at the number of people who support and oppose this. It's just that don't say gay. Well, who runs the education system in a state? It's the state. Now we're gonna be we're gonna be battling over this pretty bitterly in New Jersey come next year. Because Phil Murphy's got his own seven page list of regulations, which is the quite opposite. And now what you're gonna start hearing about are these so called transition closets. Oh, what's that? That's where a teacher decides to stock a closet full of clothing. And when students who don't want to live in their in their body anymore or identify with the opposite gender can go into the closet and come out dressed in whatever clothing of their choosing. So you dress your kid in the morning and then the teacher might dress them differently. Where do teachers get this authority from? The answer is they don't have it, but they're going to use it. 
Wine695Patriot, 9572874. I know Ukraine is a burning hot story. It is. But this is what's going in on our country. This is what's happening in your kids' classroom. This is what's happening right there in your community. There are sickos, perverts, and weirdos who've decided that the school and the classroom is their personal little laboratory, and it's not. If if this is not inappropriate for classroom discussion, then what is? What is? Or is it the teacher can bring whatever they want into the classroom and we parents can't say anything about it? You can join me live on the Will Count Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 East, 9 to noon West, on Sirius XM Patriot, Channel 125.